Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about our favorite Halloween things. Halloween things. <laughs> I didn't know what the second word was going to be. Didn't, so. I didn't either. And so I just said things. <laughs> I, I thought Things is good, man. I almost said media or like, I don't even know. What, what are we calling this? I don't know. I mean, it's it's like what is it? it's games, it's movies, movies. it's TV, yeah. it's it's uh, it's it's comics. So it's like it's everything. You're right. It is just things, man. Yeah. Um, we aren't going to be talking about our favorite uh, Halloween like um, you know calligraphy or anything though. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nothing so obscure it's, as, it's, as that. It's going to be our normal kind of things we talk about. Right. Right. You know, I'm not doing some Halloween knitting that I'm going to be talking. And about here's the here. thing I do want to call out. We know this is happening after Halloween. And <laughs> uh, I just want to describe to you what happened. Not in detail, uh, but oh, gosh. At, 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 a, at a high level last Thursday, we sat down to record this. Um, yeah. I uh, immediately felt terrible somehow like my stomach yep. w- was hurting and i just like i there's no way i was gonna be make it through that anyway long yeah. story short had some food poisoning spent like half the the night just like on the floor trying not yeah. to uh you know um throw up everywhere and then uh the rest of it in bed yeah, I mean, the interesting thing about that. Is, I mean, you did the whole, you did the whole like purge your fridge of every leftover oh, yeah. possible, everything that I ate, and everything you ate that day. Um, and so, like, yeah, that's kind of one one of those deals where, like, if you just eat leftovers and you feel weird afterwards, I'm always just like, all right, you get rid of it. Yep. Just it's out of here. It's done. You know. <laughs> and then I question doing those things as leftovers later on. So, like, if I get if I if I get like you know feel weird after eating leftover pizza, I anytime I have that that brand of leftover pizza, I'm always like, hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. do I want to do I want to eat this? Do I want to leave this over? How many days has it been? Yep. Um, so, uh, not to belabor the point, but that's why this is happening afterwards. Uh, but we'll talk sweet. about that a little bit later. Not the throwing up part, but the uh, Halloween stuff <laughs> part. Halloween things. <laughs> uh, what oh, what have you been up to this week, John? Oh man! So this week I have uh, so there's two things. The first thing I wanted to, I wanted to tell everyone that I have successfully completed Hades, and it was literally like the night that we recorded the podcast last week or whatever. So it was uh, you know a, a, a weekend a few days ago at this point. Um, but I literally after I talked about it, I was like, oh, I might turn on the the God mode, which like makes it easier, two percent easier every run, and two percent uh, or like two percent makes you do two percent more damage and take. 2% less damage every run. And I didn't do that, but I just was like, okay, let me just do one more run. And I did one more run and dude, it was it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was like the perfect like I made all the right choices. I was dashing everywhere. I was like seeing things before they happened and then uh and I beat it. So uh so I beat beat Hades, finally finished it. And then what proceeded to happen after that with the game was everything opened up even more. So like you become a lot more powerful after the first time you beat it and then you also get able like the the ability to customize uh, the difficulty based on um, based on like your own preferences. So you can like go through and be like, okay, well, I want higher rewards for uh, 20% more uh, damage on just base level uh, bad guys. So it makes the base level bad guys like 
harder, but it's like you get better rewards based on that. So, um, so it like gives you a ton of options for that type of thing. And, uh, and it gives you better rewards. And so like it incentivizes you just like dive right back in and the story kind of continues. So like I've, I've actually beat it, uh, another like four more times since then. Whoa. And, uh, yeah, it's like I said, it gets a lot easier, like where you, because you're able to do those customization things and you're still getting like more and more of the, uh, resources to upgrade your power. Like it just becomes like this really cool, like it, it takes it from being like this really big challenge to being like, I can, I know that I can do this and like, I have the power to do this now. So uh, like, it's just a matter of like, if you get unlucky and you don't finish it, <laughs> it's like, well, that's on me, you know? Yeah. So um, the other thing that I did this week, because of the Halloween holiday, um, and because like I, so, you, I might sound a little bit different today because I'm like, I'm, you know, we're, we uh, we came up, visited uh, grandma or whatever, so the the room might be a little bit different. There might be like a train that goes by, that sort of thing. Um, you might hear some rumble, um, but uh, we, you know, we we. We're traveling, so I bought on Switch. I saw that there was a sale on a game that I had had my eye on, and uh, it came from Apple Arcade, so the Apple gaming subscription service. But it, then they ported it over to Switch. It's called Jenny LeClue Detective Vu, and uh, she's like a, a, a kid detective or whatever, and it's a murder mystery mm. in the vein of, I would say it's it's most similar to probably Oxenfree, in that like it's it's linear. Completely voice acted, incredibly fantastically voice acted, and uh, and so you, you. But it's also like puzzle based and exploration based. Like where it's like you get into like a room or like an area, and you have to like you know search around for different different clues and different like things and uh, postcard pieces that'll tell like more layers of the story. And you kind of just uncover the uh, the weirdness that is in the town that you're growing up in in a kind of Stranger Things esque kind of a way tied to more of a detective murder mysteries type type of a thing so like there's some weird stuff happening in the town that ties in with all of this stuff what's it called um it's a really uh jenny leclue detective Vu. Mm. um and uh the interesting thing about it being on apple arcade is like apple arcade you subscribe to it for like five bucks a month or whatever and there's all these things you know in there and i haven't subscribed to it but a lot of those games have come over to switch um that's where like the shantae and the seven sirens game uh originated and it eventually came to switch whenever everything was was said and done and played it there and but this game whenever this week whenever it was on sale and whenever i say it was on sale it was on sale a lot and i'm not sure if it's still on sale but it was like two dollars or three dollars and, uh, and I was like, how can this be possible? But I guess whenever you have like an Apple subscription service, uh, like that's your main like launch, uh, service, it's not. And then you start offering your game for $25 on switch or $20 on switch. It's like, that's a large price hike for the average kind of person, but it's like, so they put it down to $3 to try to like, you know, get more interest or more you know, on a certain platform. So it's just interesting. It was weird that it was like $3, but I that people have been ex- like experimenting with that model specifically on games that have come over from Apple Arcade. So something must be working with that. Totally, totally. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. That sounds pretty fun. It, it's a blast. Like the uh, the narrative is there are two sides of the narrative where one of them is the uh, there is a, the, an author that is writing Ginny Leclue's story. So it's almost like oh, it's like a Nancy Drew's author type of a situation, right? And so the author is like writing the, writing the story and is like then it's also the story that he's telling and it's like getting away from him, like where there's like he'll have like 
he's like the narrator and he'll like say things like, Oh, and but Ginny didn't want to do that. Cause that's super dangerous. And she'll be like, no, nah, I'm totally going to do that. You know, like, and you like make these narrative choices and you can like literally just go completely against whatever the narrator says. And it just like those types of interactions turn out pretty funny um, that's cool. in, in that way. So it's like this parallel kind of stories that are going on. That's awesome. What have you been up to this week, Chris? Um, I haven't really been up to a ton other than um, we've been, we talked about it last week, but the uh, the Warzone um, Haunting of Verdansk uh, Halloween yes. event. I finally, and I think you did too, uh, got all the, uh, there were like secret boxes you could, randomize boxes you could get around the map and got a Halloween pumpkin-themed gun, which was cool. Yes. Still have not nailed a win in the uh, the nighttime modes so uh mm. we have until the third to do that um so f- over the next couple days nights gonna be trying to pull out a win um because i want to win at night here's the thing pro- problem john i have with this entire thing and we're just yes. i'm just gonna lay it out there hit me they keep changing the the nighttime mode first yeah. it was trios then it was uh duos oh no sorry first it was trios then it was singles then it was um, gone completely, uh, and then it was quads, and then it mm-hmm. was, um, and then it was. Now it's duos, and I'm just like, come on, just like it, give me something consistent. Yeah, and it was odd to me, like because we were talking last week, where I was like, oh, you know, it's a bummer that it's not in singles, and then it became only singles, and I was yeah. like, well, if I if that was the choice of like, <laughs> oh man, make this singles, but take away being able to play with anyone else in this mode, like I I would not have opted for that. Yeah, what'd at you all. do, John? Um, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I said it and they're like, all right, well, you don't know what you're asking for. <laughs> just, just turn the key and they just like blow up all the, uh, all the, the fun like team modes and all you have is singles. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it, it's odd that you can't just like select your, your mode or it's odd that it's not just like one mode the whole time. Yeah. Um, I would rather that, like, I would rather it just been trios the whole time if I'm being honest. So, I mean, agreed. I mean, <sighs> I'm okay with the ending on duos right now because it's like getting a whole team. I don't know. Like I feel like it's been harder to get the team, uh, like kind of gelled around what nighttime mode is because it is different. Um, yeah. And it's, oh yeah. Uh, and so, like I'm. I guess I'm okay with it kind of being duos, but like sometimes duos is hard, man. Like you just yeah. need that like extra person to lay down some firepower because I mean a lot of times by the time you hit the end circle, you know like the teams are down to like two person teams or at least, or one person's mm-hmm. down, you know, like from the, yeah. from the teams. Yeah, yeah. So if you have a full, full team, by the time you hit the end, you kind of have an advantage. Um, but I don't know. It's just harder with, with something like duos or, or, or uh, solos. So that's sure. all I've been up to. That's all I'll be up to for the next couple of days. Um, just trying to get that win, man. Trying to get that W. Ugh. Well, Chris, we are going to be talking about our favorite Halloween things a little bit later. But we've got some news! The news! All right, Chris, we have two pieces of, of big news. Well, I guess three. But, like, the third one, because we're recording a little bit late, it's it's not... I'll start with that one. Okay. Mandalorian Season 2 has begun, yeah. Chris. Uh, we're going to review the first episode on next week's podcast. So, I guess this upcoming Thursday. So, like, you know, I guess it'll come out for the listeners on Friday. So, like, you know, you'll you'll get our thoughts on it uh, shortly. But uh, if anybody wants to go ahead and just dive in, watch that thing. It is available now. I have, I have in fact, watched it. You haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But, uh, but yeah, so people should dive in. Check that out before our review next week. Um, 
the other pieces of news that we have, Chris, speaking of streaming services, Netflix is in fact raising their prices yet again. I, f- I feel like this happens like every like three or four years, something like that. Well, I mean, I think last year, didn't it go up a dollar last oh, it did? year too? I don't know. Maybe it's I'm every year. I'm pretty sure. That's not cool. Um, and so this is a $2 hike for uh, the top level tiers. So like the, if you're on like the lower level, the standard definition uh, tier, that stays the same. But the other tier, uh, like the, I think this might just be. Let me see if it's just for the uh, HD, or if it's for the HD, or if it's just just for the 4K. Um, okay, so it's just the standard and the premium plan. So yeah, HD. If you're watching in HD, so 1080p or 4K, it goes up by two dollars. So this the uh, the standard plan is fourteen dollars a month, which is up one dollar, and then the premium subscription, which is the four uh, K, is up two dollars to eighteen dollars a month, um, which is I guess the seventeen ninety nine and uh, thirteen ninety nine respectively. But yeah, you know this is a weird one because like I only just signed up for because I only just now got the like four K TV. I only just upgraded to the four K, and now it's going to be even you know it was like four dollars to raise it to that. <laughs> now it's going to be two more dollars, and I'm like, man, this is like. It's intense, but it is it is amazing. It does look really good, and they do have a lot of great uh, programming on Netflix. It is kind of like the the what I would say is like the the biggest of the you know streaming services because of all of the amazing shows they have. Yeah, I mean, here's the th- I mean, I don't know. It's it would take a lot for me to cancel Netflix at this point, um, unless it was just like outrageously expensive, but then. Yeah. You know, whenever they do these these smaller, and that's the thing with a subscription service, yeah, they just do it, and then like I never have to like approve it. It just t- starts happening, you know. So it's kind of like you know you just let it slide, you forget about it, and then all of yeah. a sudden you're paying you know whatever you're paying for for Netflix these days. Right. Well, I mean, I think it was like last year. There was a time period where like I wasn't watching almost any streaming service, so I like literally canceled all of them. Um, and that was like, I canceled Netflix. I canceled, uh, Hulu. I canceled like uh, everything except for, I guess, Amazon prime, because we, well, we've talked about that before. I don't think of Amazon prime as a streaming service. Oh no, not <laughs> I think at all. of it as a it's free two day shipping service. Yeah. You know? I mean, I rarely, um, uh, watch, uh, anything on there. Yeah, I mean, we watch, you know, with Des now, like, they have, a, like, a good kids program because all, like, the PBS shows or whatever are on there. And so we actually, like, have that, um, you know, like, Daniel Tiger's on there and stuff. But uh, so, like, other than that, like, I don't really, like, I've not watched uh, a movie or a show on Prime for myself in a, like, in a long time at this point. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, we canceled everything and then, like, basically, like, reintroduced them as, like, we wanted them. Still haven't gotten back on Hulu. I almost got back on uh, during the Halloween season just to, like, watch uh, some more Bob's Burgers and watch, um, like, there's uh, there's some Halloween, uh, I guess they call it Huluween yep. uh, programming on there that I thought would have been really, really cool. But we really just didn't have a ton of time uh, this year during the October month right tober um so like i just didn't didn't ever like pull the trigger on it um i do think that whenever what is it it's it's uh animaniacs is coming back and uh and it has pinky in the brain in it and so then whenever that happens that's whenever i get back on hulu nice but uh you know for a minute there i just literally just pulled the, like just canceled all of them it was just like all right whenever we want them we will we will get back yeah. to those services yeah um what's the next piece of news the next piece of news is a uh, there's a a demo free demo which uh for hyrule warriors 
The Age of Calamity. So this is a game that is basically like telling the, it's like a prequel to Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, exclusive to the Switch. And, uh, and it's, it's a, a hack and slash kind of a one versus 1000, uh, gameplay style. So it's an action, action game, um, rather than more of like a survival adventure game. Um, but it tells the story of what happened uh, in the past, like, so the hundred year war, uh, that led to the events of like, you know, why did uh, a lot of things start the way they started in Zelda Breath of the Wild? But the uh, the demo, it's literally the first chapter of the game. So, like, you get to play through, like, the first chapter and your save transfers. So, like, there's no reason not to play it um, and give it a try. Uh, that game comes out in, I believe, December. Uh, like, December... No, no. Nope, 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 nope. It's late November. So it comes out late November. So like this is like a month in advance of that game coming out. So if you've been interested in that game at all, or, or if you're like, oh man, I like Breath of the Wild, but I don't know if I like this gameplay style, give the demo a shot and see if you like it. I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet. I'll, I'll probably play it um, a little later this week. Maybe I'll report back on Thursday about yeah. it or whatever um, and uh, and chat chat about it. But it is available. Like the gameplay, is, so story-wise, is a prequel. But like the gameplay yes. is not this is not the sequel to Breath of the Wild. No, this is not the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild 2 is still gonna happen at some point. Um, but like this is this is so it's they call it a Mosso game, which is like the designer that came up with this gameplay style. So it's like Dynasty Warriors, if you've played one of those games, there's obviously an original like Hyrule Warriors. Um, there's Fire Emblem Warriors or something like that as well. But basically what it is is there's a ton of enemies and you have actually a lot of characters that you can choose from and each of them has a very distinct action game uh, style of battle. So like in this case, uh, I think Zelda is like using like the magic and like you build up these meters and then you unleash big supers on uh, giant hordes of enemies of Bokoblins or like whatever is running around out there. And then with Link, obviously you have the sword and so you're like, you know, you're using that to, to hack and slash. Um, they've said that you can play as the different uh, guardians as well. So the four different uh, guardians that you encounter and, uh, and you get to play as Impa, which is like at the time like um, whenever you meet her in Breath of the Wild, like she's she's like a, a old lady, and so this is young, like she's like super young, <laughs> she's like Link's age basically, and uh, and so like you get to play as like all these different characters from the lore, and uh, they all play drastically differently. So like that's where the gameplay like um, hook usually is with these types of games. It's like okay, I'm kind of like if I if I get bored of Link, you switch to a different character, completely different action game style, and it's completely different strategies, shakes up the gameplay a little bit. Cool, cool. What's the next piece of news? I think that's it. Oh, that's Chris. it. That, in fact, is the news. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. All right, John. So this episode, we're going to we're talking about our favorite Halloween things: um, TV, TV shows, movies, comics, and um, games. And uh, we came with one apiece for each category. So, right. uh, I, so I actually have a backup just in case oh. you take one. Oh, of them. wow. Okay. All right. So I have like one and a backup and I'm not going to talk about the backup. We're just going to like, we're just going to pretend like I never had a backup. Well, but let's do it in order take of, one of, mine. of, actually maybe we could do books too. Let's just do comic book. I just threw that one out there. I don't know if you have one. Oh boy. Comic <laughs> book. Uh, then let's do um, TV game and then movie. I like it. I like it. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, um, so my favorite um, Halloween kind of comic is uh, Witches by 
Scott Snyder. Yes. Is with it? art by Jock, yes. which like if if I'm being honest, some of the most terrifying things about that is like the art. Just some of the visuals are just like you're like, oh, it's unsettling to look at. <laughs> yeah. Um it's uh I mean it's it's kind of it's definitely a horror kind of um but it's not about it's not about like witches and like pokey pointy hats. Um, it's, <laughs> it's more, it's, it's, uh, it's like this, I don't even know. Well, how would you describe it how, without being spoilery? I mean, it's like, it, so it's, it's really, there's a lot of like environmental horror kind of aspects of it. Like where it's like, man, that, that tree is real creepy. Like, and growing up in like a rural area, like they're definitely, are these times whenever you scare yourself by like being outside late at night or whatever. And you're like, you're like, what's that in the tree? And it's actually just the tree, but it looks like something terrifying is in the tree. Yeah. And so like in this case, it's like sometimes that, you know, in the, you know, true to, to horror, like it's like, Oh, sometimes that's like just the tree, but then sometimes it's like, it is something that's out to get you. And you know, you're in, you're in big trouble in, in the story. So I don't know. It's like, I would say it's, it's really in, in that way, horrifying on like lots of different levels um so yeah um and so uh if you want to be scared out of your mind as you read a comic i read it um mainly as i was traveling through i was uh i was on a a work trip and we were like driving through uh like the um uh, where were we we were in uh virginia we were driving through virginia like (laughs) and uh it was you know, you know, it's just like rural areas and stuff like that. And I would read it like in the as we were driving in the uh, the van late at night, and I was like, mm, "This is scary." <laughs> yeah, dude. I uh, I I remember the first time, like the first comic that I read of it, and like I read the first issue like sitting in uh, the parking lot of of uh, of a coffee shop while it was like pouring down rain, and I was just like. I was sitting there. I'm like getting freaked out just sitting in the car, and it's like, oh, this is like this is really spooky. Um, but yeah, dude, it's a I I really like that one. A shout out to to that team. They have like one of the the scariest. What I would say this is the scariest Batman stories as well. This isn't my pick, but it, it was a uh, Batman Black Mirror. Um, which is like pre whenever they brought Bruce Wayne back. So pre new 52, whenever it was uh, Dick Grayson as Batman. Um, so a lot of, it doesn't get a lot of love these days, uh, but that, that series was really good and scary and yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, dude, I, witches, man, it's a, it's, I haven't finished it either. Like I read the first volume and I think there's a volume two that I haven't read. Really? I think so. I'm pretty sure that there's like a second run of it, a uh, second like uh, uh, a witch's volume two. I need to need to you know I would have to confirm, but uh, but I, I want to say that there was some some maybe a special or something like that that came out, and I just didn't read that one. Um, so wild, yeah. I don't think I've read that yet either. Um, but Chris, my my pick in the comic side of things is Batman the Long Halloween. Mm, yes. This is by uh this is a classic. It's a it's a it's a very big classic by Jeff Lieb and Tim Sale. Um and this is uh you know it's it, it basically is a a murder mystery type of a situation where like there's a uh, the the Halloween, you know, murder like starts on Halloween and then it goes for 13 months. So it goes all the way through a year and they they do a different holiday every month and uh the murder takes place and uh 
and Batman's trying to solve who is, you know, who's murdering all these people and what's, you know, what's, you know, spreading terror around the city of Gotham. And it, it, it basically takes place also after year one. Like it was kind of a, a, a sequel-esque uh, series to Batman year one. So it takes place around a lot of the same gangsters and, and with a, a lot of the same, same cast of characters. They're introducing a lot more of the, uh, like poison Ivy and a lot more of those fantastical, um, villains that Batman has. So Batman, the long Halloween. Yes. All right. So do you have, all right, I'll go, I'll go first. Okay. Probably yes, my favorite scary book is cell by Stephen King. This is not one of his most like highly rated books, and I wouldn't watch the movie. I don't recommend that. But <laughs> this book is fantastic. Uh, yeah. It revolves around Agreed. basically all the cell phones in the world send out this random tone and basically turns people into zombies. So it's like Stephen King's kind of zombie, uh, zombie take. I dig it, man. I dig it. The uh, that one is like. It's a really interesting book because the way it like kicks off and stuff, and uh, I mean, I'm not gonna spoil anything with it, but it, like it kicks off in a really interesting way. Like stuff starts happening, and uh, and then it like settles in on like the main characters in an interesting way. Um, but yeah, dude, I I, I also like that book. Um, I never saw the movie, so you know, I you know Don't. I was interested in the movie, but I I probably won't ever watch it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have? Like, do you have? A, do you have a scary book? Um, off the top of my head, the only thing I can think of is not like traditionally scary more. So it's, it's more so like, um, creepy or whatever, or like intense S by, uh, JJ Abrams. And I can't remember the other author. Um, I don't have it sitting on my shelf. I'm not sitting in front of my shelf right now. Otherwise I'd pick it up. But like that book is, uh, it has some like genuinely creepy moments and it's got kind of a, a meta meta thing going on as well, where it's the story of, uh, the ship of Theseus, which is like, you know, something they've written obviously, but like it goes through this story, but in the margins, there are two people who are having a conversation through a library checkout system. And we're like, oh, they check out the book and then one person writes notes and then, you know, they, they put it back in the library and the other person checks it out and they, uh, they fill out like different notes and they, they basically ruin this book, Chris, by, uh, by writing all these messages and talking about like these various things that have, you know, creepy things that have started happening to them that kind of tie into the events of the book. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of like there are unsettling moments. It's less horror or less like kind of scary Halloween, more so like just like unsettling kind of uh, things that are happening. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right. So we did comics, books. Uh, what do we say? TV? Yes. Let's do it. Uh, all right. So my favorite uh, Halloween TV show is Bob's Burgers. Yes. You talked about it earlier. Uh, they have some of the best Halloween episodes um, of t- t- dealing with trick-or-treating and haunted houses, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. I love that show anyway, but their their, yeah. uh, their Halloween episodes are on. I think the first time I ever showed you Bob's Burgers was one of their Halloween episodes. Yeah, dude, and that's still my favorite of their Halloween episodes. Oh yeah, totally. Um, it's whenever they go full to bars. they go to King's King's Head Island. Yeah, dude, it, it, full bars, man. Like that's the name of the episode, and like that's that's like the kids are like, oh, they, I hear out in King's Head Island they give out full bars, full bar, you know. So <laughs> it was that that episode is amazing. Yeah, dude. Um, so if you haven't checked out their Halloween, and they're all like, if you go the the Huluween. Uh, it, underneath, I think it's Funny Family TV or something like that. Uh, they have the Boss Burgers Halloween episodes listed in there, and you can watch those. 
I love it, dude. I love it. And honestly, like I said, like that's the one thing that almost pushed me over the edge to get back into Hulu at this point. But uh, but you know, another 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 time. Um, mine, Chris, is uh, Phineas and Ferb. Uh, for like they had a couple of Hollywood Halloween episodes, but specifically the one episode uh, was called the Tri-State Trilogy of Terror, in which uh, a a narrator told you some spooky stories within the Phineas and Ferb universe, and uh, in it, you come up to this person, they look like Dracula, and they they uh, come up and they're like, "This is the macabre bookmobile," and. Uh, and they tell these stories about about the the kids that are you know scary and that sort of thing, um, and kind of basically play off of a bunch of other like horror movies and that sort of thing, but in a uh, Phineas and Ferb uh, kid friendly kind of a way. Um, but yeah, dude, like that that episode in particular, like I I laugh at so much because of the that narrator, because of the uh, the the person telling the stories and how ridiculous that person is. Because basically they have a, uh, a a a big wagon that looks like a food truck. But they're they're selling like horror books out of it. <laughs> nice. And so at one point, like somebody comes up and they try to order food, and he's like, "This isn't a food truck." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so the the tri-state trilogy of terror is a uh, is is one of my favorite favorite Halloween episodes to watch every year. That's awesome. Um, okay, so we've done uh, that is the TV. So now we're going to do. Do we say games? Movies? No games. Let's do a game. Games. We'll end okay, up let's movie. do games. Go Actually, no. It, let's do. Let's do. Let's do, let's do movies. Actually, because I, oh. I don't. I don't know what I'm going to say for movies. Honestly. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. You go first. Well, so again, I have two, um, and so I'm going to free you up on one. So if you can't think okay. of one, yeah, I can have a second one for you. Okay. Oh. And okay. I, get, I, I, th- I know this me. is the one I thought you would probably take, and I'm not going to do that one. I'm going to do the other okay. one, Chris. Um, and it's the Toy Story of Terror. Oh, no, I did not take that one. So this one was a couple of years ago. We started watching Toy Story of Terror every uh, every Halloween. Um, and uh, and it's it's a uh, it was a TV special at one point, but it's like, you know, an hour long episode uh, of, of television. But it's like it, they they sell it as a movie. And so it's a movie uh, TV movie, I guess I should say. Let's. That's that's exactly what it is. Um, but uh, but super fun. They go to a, a hotel. They're on vacation with Bonnie. All the story, all the Toy Story toys, and uh, and you know someone go, goes missing in this hotel, and it's all about how like what happened to this toy that's gone missing. Mm. Anyway, so that is mine, Chris. What is your movie? Man, I'm just gonna have to go with. Normally, it would be in past years. It would be The Shining, um, uh-huh, but yes. I'm going to pick this time this year, uh, Doctor Sleep. Which is the, pre- nice. the prequel to The Shining? I just found out, John. Uh, I think I talked about this a few weeks ago. I talked about like watching, having watched uh, Doctor Sleep again. But I just found out that uh, they released a director's cut of the movie with an additional thirty minutes that I have not seen, and it's a, a bonus special feature on the. Uh, Dude. If you own it on uh, Xbox or iTunes, you can you can watch the director's cut on there, and that's um, awesome. Yeah, so. Definitely check that out. So, do you have the like uh, Ultra HD like uh, Blu-ray of it, or or do you have like it digitally? No, no, no. I have it digitally. That's awesome. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's, and that's the that's the interesting, you know, thing about digital stuff is uh, as they are like as they come out with new stuff like that, they update the digital um, files basically. Yeah. And uh, and then like all of a sudden the director's cut will show up or whatever. 
Right. And that's like one of the benefits to the digital format, like that I've noticed, um, like if you buy it on a specific edition of Blu-ray, like I think, I think about the, uh, like the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, like there are lots of different versions of it. And even like they're about to release an ultra HD version of the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, and which I'm like looking at and, and there's multiple versions of that. And I'm like, okay, oh well what's in what's in each version. Um, but like, it, you know, Anyway, if you got it digitally and if they are good about like updating these things, like you potentially just like buy it once and like, oh, I'm fine with, you know, I get all the co- that content. Um, the other thing I've thought about is like if you own it digitally and have all the special features digitally, but then want to have like a ultra HD version of it, you just like just buy a, a, any version of it and then you can have like the ultra HD version or whatever. So yeah. it's interesting. That's awesome. Um, Chris, yeah. the other one that I was going to throw out there was the, uh, the, the, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, you know, that's like the yeah. classic go-to that I didn't go. So I like that we, I like that we picked like two of like, our like, oh, these are like not the most obvious ones for this. Like, you know, and rather than like the shining and great pumpkin, it's like, oh, here's toy story of terror and Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, uh, you know, they're, they're almost the same movie, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. We're down to games, John. What is your favorite? Oh, man, I have two. I just thought of another one. Anyway, what is your favorite Halloween game? See, I'm going to go with my favorite one. Okay. Um, I have two on here, and I'm kind of torn between them, but I'm going to go with the, the what I consider the best Halloween-style game of all time. Okay. And that is Red Dead Redemption mm. Undead Night. Yes, that's so good. That's the one I just thought of, and I was like, oh, man, I forgot all about that. Good. I'm glad I went with that one because, like, I, I w- that's the one I consider like the ultimate because it's such a such a good twist and changes the gameplay for from like Red Dead Redemption completely. And the story is is really awesome. And I love the fact that it takes place like inside of uh, inside of the mind of uh, of one of the characters. It's like, and it's like by the time like whenever he wakes up, it's like, oh, is it was it real? Is it not? I don't know. You know, you never. Yeah. I, I mean, so it's like it's, a full blow. It's like a twenty-hour game. Oh, dude, it's huge, huge! Like you basically read, like you use the map in such di- a different way, and like, but you go through the whole map again, man. Yeah, and I'm honestly surprised that they didn't do an Undead Nightmare for Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm, yeah, I kind of thought they might do that, like, and use the online uh, side of it to, like, oh, here's like uh, co-op missions or like whatever. Well, like, they did have basically they did have a Halloween event this year um, where you could get some things, yeah. but it wasn't the same. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not. The, it's not the same as like what they do for GTA Online. Like GTA Online, they have like full-on campaigns that they release, and I thought for sure it was going to be like a full-on campaign within the Red Dead Online type of uh, side of things. Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah, definitely check that out if you're a fan of Red Dead. Um, All right, John, my favorite game is a game series that I played back on Xbox 360 that I wish would become either backwards compatible or they do a remake of. I think it would look awesome on the new consoles. And and that's the uh, the Fear series of games. Yes. I remember watching you play Fear, and it was terrifying. Dude, so it was scary. like I was genuinely sitting there, like, "Oh my gosh, this is really scary stuff." Yeah, and so and I and this is the thing, like, I want to go back and play it because I don't I don't fully remember the story, but I remember like basically there's this like uh, this um, pa- there are these paranormal things happening. And there's this this like girl, the spirit of this girl that's like haunting different things, and you are part of this like task militarized kind of task force to go after uh these kinds of like um 
supernatural things, I guess. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, yeah. And then somehow, like, you find out, like, you know, you're they've been actually bringing them back or something like that. I don't know. You know, it's just, like, things like crazy things like that. But, like, you know, you'll go through this school, you know, where, like, <laughs> the girl was from or something, and they performed experiments on her or something, and then, like, you're walking down the halls, and all the lockers just, like, fly open and, like, just crazy stuff that, like, it just Dude, scared it me out of my mind. Terrifying stuff in that game. Yeah. <laughs> And not just like jump scares either, like because like you know games can get me real good with jump scares. Oh, man. totally. Um, but like it's like it's like truly like where it builds up the suspense and the horror, and then you're like, at like, the end of like a level, I remember like sitting there going, "What is going <laughs> on?" You know, you're just like, "What is that?" Yeah. You know. Oh, I wish oh. they would they would bring it back or rem or like even backwards compatible. Like I just want it to be yeah. backwards compatible. I don't know why it's not, honestly. Interesting. So it's not like it's a 360 game, so it's not not on the like backwards compatible titles. No, not at all. Odd, man. Yeah, so that, weird. That, that does disappoint me because like that was like and and still you know is like one of those games where it's like man I I uh, I I have memories of it. It's made it made an impact. You know, still have like visuals that are like stuck in my brain about it. You know, and that's like that's like the the true like in the horror kind of genre, which I don't dabble in that often. Um, but like the the horror genre, it's like that's like the the pinnacle where it's like this lingers, it stays with you. Yeah, you think about it for a long time afterwards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's our list for 2020. Those are the scariest Halloweeniest things that we can think of. That's right. The 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 favorite Halloween things. things. Yes. Um, next week, hopefully, we will talk about uh, the uh, the Mandalorian. We'll review it. I will watch it, and uh, we will review that. And then the week yes. after is the uh, the Xbox uh, Series X. Dude, I'm uh, it's it's I'm I'm very excited at this point. Yep. Like we're we're pre approaching the 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 max level of excitement. Yeah, we are. Uh, you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com on social at chrisright250. And johnright777. And at stayontargetpod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.